to on and off the pitch? Uh, dirty money and football. Um, sanctions against the Chelsea owner are clear. They're in the papers. People have been talking about them. The knock-on effect of this will be damaging to the club. Now, let's be, you know, honest with one another. Football has has not always been a platform where morals are at the forefront or honesty or integrity or decency. I know that we talk about football, the love of the game, the football family and all those things. But let's be honest. Football's awash with dirty money. has been for a long time. And I know that uh, the clientele um, that support and follow particular clubs, and this is the fans, top the top fans for every club will say this. The owners need to support the manager. They've got to give him money. They've got to spend the money. And, you know, you can understand that fans who are fanatical say that about their club, but they never, ever, ever ask the question, where's the money coming from? Does anyone ever really know how a billionaire made their money? Did, can they honestly say that the billionaires that run their club have done so, made their money in a way that is, you know, morally okay with everyone? No one can say that. And the Premier League and their fit and proper test, who openly welcomed Mr. Abramovich, Chelsea, would have known about the links. Everyone would have known. They would have been told. It's not that they didn't know. Reports are around. So this is not new. And this is a man who's been in the world of football for quite some time. And uh, the links to uh, Russia are there. Obviously, he's Russian. But in terms of Putin, the links were there. People, if You can Google articles. You'll find them. But for those in the world of football who some months ago would have like turned their nose up, I'll say months, maybe a couple of years, at the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and uh, people were talking about keeping politics out of sport. Well, politics is well and truly involved in sport, so much so that politics was probably funding sport, funding those buffet meals, those nice little sandwiches that uh, many of those individuals who visited top clubs in the Premier League would have benefited from and tasted the, the good the good food that wealthy money buys instead of the pie and chips, which is, you know, the usual food attached to football in this country. It's changed a lot. The football world has changed. It's not just about the Premier League. It's not just about what you see on TV. It's about the people behind the clubs who have pumped money in. And we say, this is great. We need players. But at no point does the average person say, where is that money coming from? And they just don't care. They just don't care. Now, everyone has a moral compass. Everyone is on moral standing on moral ground as if they were always there and this is what needs to be done. Sanctions against uh, Abramovich, I understand and I'm sure everyone does. People talking about sponsors pulling away from Chelsea, yeah, sure, for the short term. Will it damage the club? Definitely, because they're technically unable to move forward. Does it damage the brand of the Premier League? Definitely because it was the Premier League and those who run the Premier League allowed Abramovich 
to enter the Premier League. He was a director for the club. He was given all of the assurances and the, you know, protection of the Premier League that that would be awarded to anyone, to anyone. And no fan in the top six, seven, eight, maybe within the whole of the Premier League can talk about how their owners, you know, their owners, they know about their owners' wealth and where they get their money from, from Manchester United, American to Liverpool, American group, Arsenal, Russian, American, Spurs, American, Chelsea, as we know. The list goes on. The list goes on. Probably Norwich. Delia Smith. I don't know who her partners are, but, you know, a good cookbook and uh, and, and, and some, some well-loved recipes has allowed Delia the stature that she has at Norwich. And people lambast Norwich for not spending money and they're not good enough. But for the clubs at the top that spend loads of money, where's their money coming from? Do we honestly know? Because it's not the fan money. There's not enough revenue generated from fans to make the game go the way we want it to go. Truly. Spend this money on that player. We can do this. We can buy that. You know? We can do all those things. So, you know, in my opinion, from what I've seen, the football world has definitely changed. It became more glitzy. There was more glamour, obviously. And people will say it's down to Sky. But not just down to Sky. Down to the owners and what they put into it. But also what they get out of it. And the players that they bought and the salary that they've paid. And no one, and no one ever questioned where the money was coming from. Not openly. Because everyone enjoyed what was happening. And if you have a club like Chelsea who are able to bring in talent across the world, pay them good salaries, what does that say for the league? If they're not able to do that, what does that say for other clubs who are now probably wondering Where's our money coming from? Is it is it really that clean? Can we stand on moral ground? I, I don't know if they can. And it's not just about the Premier League. Football, the sponsorship in football, full stop. And let's be honest, the actual realistic expectation that fans have of their club and what they want. I mean, how do, how do you as a fan get up and say that a billionaire needs to spend money and they've just got to support the man. It's not your money. It's not their money. It's, it's the billionaire's money. However they got it, it's their money. But football has, has, has positioned itself in this, and I call it a snow globe of ignorance, of convenience, of, you know, its own grandeur to say we're all important. But on the outside, the average man struggling to get by. Season tickets, inflation high. But there are billionaires and no one's questioned where the money's coming from. And I say, I've been saying that no one's questioned it and that has generally been the case. No one has questioned it. Because next week, next month, next season, there will be someone that is saying the same thing. The manager isn't being supported. The owners need to give them the money. They've got the money, but they don't know where their money's coming from. Football is a very strange vehicle to be in. It's a very strange spectacle to watch. And sometimes you have to scratch your head 
and ask the question, are those in charge really in charge? And did they only move to sanction him now because of how it might look for them? How it might come back on them, not necessarily in support of the Ukrainian people? Could have sanctioned him a year ago, two years ago. Could have sanctioned him in 2014 and didn't. So let's be clear. Football is a wash with dirty money. Always has, always will be. Always has and always, always will be. It is what it is. FAWC fixtures and results. Um, oh, I can't believe I didn't actually go to a game today. My God, what's going wrong with me? I'm, I'm lazy. Anyway, the results. Uh, in the latest round of games for the championship, never failing to disappoint. The fixtures, Durham nil, Coventry United nil. Can you believe it? Coventry get a point. They get a point, good for them, good for them. Uh, elsewhere, we have Lewis at home entertaining Crystal Palace, who would lose by two goals to nil. And Crystal Palace would see the charismatic uh, Siobhan Wilson sent off uh, around the 70th minute. That's not what they want. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, stay in sixth place in the league. Lewis are in eighth place. They needed that win considering their latest or uh, last round of games and their form hasn't necessarily been great for them so they definitely definitely needed that win Sheffield United at home against a really tough team London City Lionesses um, Sheffield United got their swagger back got their swagger back uh, Courtney Swinton Kirk getting a goal in the second half and Lucy Watson to follow up uh, to change the, the tables on London City Lionesses who would have scored in the first half uh, by Girasoli. Um, London City Linus is hitting a bit of a brick wall, hitting a bit of a brick wall. Their momentum isn't necessarily going with them. They're fading away a little bit. They won't like that. I know their manager won't like that at all. The players definitely won't like that. But for Sheffield United, they've definitely got their mojo back. It's all good for them. They're, uh, Sheffield United sitting in seventh position. London City Lionesses in third on 29 points. What would this league be like if there was more than one spot for promotion? Seriously, the drama, the actual drama. Uh, elsewhere, Charlton, just down the road. Just down the road. Uh, Charlton hosting uh, table toppers, um, Liverpool, how can I forget? Uh, and they would um, just get away with losing by one goal. Just one goal. Um, they didn't get the points. Uh, Liverpool maintain their form. They're nearly home in terms of crossing the, the, the finishing line for the league and being promoted back to the WSL. Um, a goal by Matthews in the second half uh, sealed the deal for them. Uh, Charlton, who stay in fifth position, will feel happy enough in terms of their league position, but not necessarily with the result. 
uh, probably would have hoped for at least a nil-nil, definitely, or if not all three points when you're at home. That's what you want. Uh, but for Liverpool, they continue their march forward as they seek to go back to the WSL. And then we have Blackburn Rovers who are at home uh, against Sheffield. Now, I'm sure I heard on the airwaves that the Sunderland fans were kind of tipping their hat and thinking they would get all three points. Didn't go that way. Didn't go that way. Uh, Blackburn would have been by two goals to one. Saffron Jordan and Blanchard getting the goals for them. And uh, Manders would get a second half goal for Sunderland. Sunderland, you know, considering the start that they had at the beginning of the season, obviously they're not in trouble in terms of relegation, but they're down towards the bottom of the league. There's only, you know, 12 teams. It's not difficult. Uh, they have 16 points. Um, not bad for them, I would say, considering they've had players missing, but, you know, they will probably want to get back on, into the winning groove. For Blackburn, you know, really good win for them, considering where they were in the table, just above uh, Sunderland by point. Um, they're in ninth position. So, um, good result for Blackburn at home. Unlucky for Sunderland, and never mind. And we go to the last game. Um, Bristol City. Now, I watched them play against London City Lionesses. They were absolutely fantastic. Abby Harrison, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Bristol were at home uh, hosting Watford, who have had a very difficult season uh, and have um, found it very difficult to get you know points on the board in terms of wins consistently. Uh, I think they've only won one game. They have seven points. Uh, they would have a goal in this game right in the, in the final 10 minutes by... Uh, Rosie Kimata, uh, but in terms of Bristol, they're on that train. They are moving and they are hearing forward, chasing Liverpool, uh, making this league really interesting. The run-in is going to be very interesting in terms of uh, th these two teams, Bristol and Liverpool, uh, both with WSL experience. Uh, O'Connor, and uh, with two 15 minutes in, in the 70-plus minute, and Abby Harrison rounding things off 90-plus minutes, you know, they're in second place, uh, Bristol. Uh, they've got literally like seven points uh, behind Liverpool. It's going to be interesting. So interesting going forward. Anything can happen. Um, Charlton, were, you know, I say unlucky in terms of their game. What would have happened if they'd have um, caught, held Liverpool with a draw or got the win? It would have made uh, this run-in in the next few weeks all the more interesting. And it's a shame. I have to say it's a shame. You know, from a personal point of view, that I've, I've spent a lot of time watching London City Lionesses and Crystal Palace this season, uh, being get, being able to go to their grounds. Uh, Crystal Palace have fallen away. Um, you know, I've had a bit of a bad luck. And, and London City Lionesses, who are a great team to watch as well, um, will just feel unlucky uh, that they haven't continued to display the football and the, the winning momentum that they had previously. And for me, it was the game against Bristol. You know, they didn't have a, a, a recognised number nine. And, um, you know, when you don't have a, um, a central focus point up front, that's, that's you know, knows the job, knows the drill, um, and can can be a real pain in the what's-it for centre-backs. Um, that's where it kind of turned, I, I felt, because up until that point, I I would have said definitely London City had the, the upper hand, but uh, Bristol turned around and, and the performance that was on display that day was fantastic. And they've, they've done again, done the same again today really really good so the league is looking interesting Liverpool 
is 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 hearing forward what's going to happen in the next few weeks is going to be interesting for for the fans for the players and for those who are actually in the WSL because I'm sure with all of this talk about expansion it's about time come on give the people what they want more teams come on do it let's do it we can do it they were defending for their lives they're putting bodies on the on the line the race for the top of the wsl is taking shape the results from the last round of games are interesting uh i'll go through those really quickly uh reading were at home uh hosting manchester united uh, manchester united would win by three goals to one leah galton with two russo with one and deanne rose for reading reading are still in and around the middle of the table, seventh position, but Manchester United are in third, looking to secure that Champion League spot. It's all about the away day, mates. All about the away day, mates. Uh, Everton are at home. Shock horror. They actually won. I'm joking, Everton fans. Uh, they would win by three goals to two against Leicester. Leicester almost finding their mojo, but not quite. Um, Goals for them are good, considering the season they've had, a very indifferent season, uh, as they um, entered or entertained those within the WSL, um, but not necessarily the result that they wanted. Uh, they sit uh, just above Birmingham in the league. Birmingham, who look for me destined to be in the championship next season. I don't know how. Uh, they will escape, but they will. But we'll talk a little bit about, more about them in a bit. Uh, but in terms of Everton, uh, so much was promised, so much was expected of Everton at the beginning of the season. I will not predict them to have a good season next season just to see what will happen. Because I said they'd be challenging, like so many others, considering the players they brought in, and they are all the way down in life. It hasn't been a good year for them. Not at all. Anyway, for the other scores, Manchester City uh, just about do it um, when they uh, travelled to Tottenham and faced them. They uh, win by one goal to nil. Tottenham really good in possession, really good uh, counter-attacking football. Uh, they will definitely be pleased with their performance, uh, but disappointed with the defeat. And Manchester City putting the pressure on uh, the chasing pack, or sorry, say being part of the chasing pack, um, Behind the front, or behind the front three, which is uh, unusual for Manchester City fans, not at the front. Uh, but uh, considering the kind of dodgy start in different patches, uh, the doubted, the doubting fans of the manager, uh, they they kind of uh, turned the corner and they're doing really really good. Uh, Chelsea uh, were at home against Aston Villa, who have been on a horrible run of games. Terrible. Uh, Chelsea get a, a win um, and they the celebrations uh, will tell you everything about uh, how how important those three points were in terms of uh, the chase that they have in terms of gaining points on Arsenal who are at the top of the table. Chelsea definitely will be happy with that. Aston Villa, whew, difficult journey home, back to the drawing board again. Uh, West Ham uh, were away at Birmingham and they were doing by one goal to nil. So as mentioned before, Birmingham looked destined, destined to be in the championship next season. I'll see a lot of them because I can get to those games. 
Uh, I can get to many games, but uh, I choose not to travel too far these days. Uh, West Ham in sixth place. Not too bad, actually. Not too bad. Not too shabby, as they would say. Uh, they will be happy with that, considering uh, the way the league has panned out. And uh, uh, the last game, Brighton, who have played really good football over the season, had some dodgy results. They've conceded quite a few goals in certain games. This was a game where they conceded three, would be Arsenal. Uh, again, a really good, solid performance by Arsenal. They look destined, I would say, to win the league. It will be interesting to see how it pans out. They'll be in the Champions League next season, for sure. Chelsea, definitely. Uh, will Manchester United have enough? Will they have enough to be in and around the... the uh, away day groupers, the, uh, you know, coach trippers. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But it'll be interesting. Um, and as for those at the bottom, as mentioned, Birmingham, definitely goodbye. It's the end of the season, not yet, but I'm saying goodbye. I don't see, I don't see their escaping. It will be interesting to see how they get on in the championship. And, and some may sound being too rude, you know, hey, you know, it's just been one of those seasons. Someone's going to have to go down. Uh, unfortunately, my pleas for no relegation from the WSL and just to bring up four teams from the championship have fallen on deaf ears. No one's interested. So that's not going to happen. Um, so we'll see what happens after that. Anyway, we're going to take a pause and a little bit more of me after this. And your mummy. Unbelievable. Boom. The football world in the women's game needs some good news and it's had some uh, in the last few hours. It would seem that the FA Cup, the Vitality Cup, there is going to be more prize money, which will be available at the start of the 2022-23 season. And the funds will be spread across each of the rounds of the competition. It's good news. It's long overdue. And, you know, according to one of the the stalwarts, I, I like to think of, of, of the women's game, the CEO, Maggie Murphy, who is phenomenal. I'm biased, but I'm going to say it phenomenal. Uh, she tweeted that this was really positive news and it will help support, incentivize and reward the increasing number of teams wanting to take part. And when you read that, you think wanting to take part, not almost like they didn't take part before because there were hurdles in terms of how much it would cost them to be a part of a competition uh, where there was any prize money or no prize money available to them. Uh, a redistribution is going to be definitely beneficial. It's key, according to Maggie. And uh, Lewis, Lewis FC will be sharing some number crunching work, as she put it in her tweet. Um, and they'll be doing that at some point over the next few days. Good news um, in terms of, of finances for a, a cup, which has been long in the, the hearts of football fans within, within the UK and around the world. Everyone loves the FA Cup. Yeah, they call it what you want, call it the Vitality FA Cup, but everyone loves the FA Cup. And it's only right that uh, in terms of prize money, uh, the women's game is, is, is getting a little bit more help than it has of late. And let's be honest, the world of football, 
right now needs to shine a light where it's doing some good because elsewhere, and as I began talking about dirty money, let's be honest, you know, uh, so much of the money that has been sloshing around in the men's game has been kept in a certain part of the pool by a certain group of individuals who didn't want to share. And now that someone in that part of the pool is um, found to have messed themselves a little bit, it's starting to soil and spread out across the pool a little bit. So people are moving away quickly, trying to get away, trying to get into the the the, the, the smaller pool. And, and by doing so, they're going to have to think about how they redistribute money uh, so that they it, it looks like they're doing the right thing. At the very least, it looks like. And that's all that's all you can ask in this uh, this love affair that we have with the game. And in the football snow globe, that is. That, that is the football snow globe where people shake things up and not much changes. Uh, it's a short, sharp and sweet one from me this week. I'll see you guys later. Bye for now. I just want to watch the game.